Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Cricket. This is all about Cricket. Not just runs and wickets, so come and get it. Gorilla Cricket Podcast. Chris Morris breaks records. Maxi sparks a bidding war again. The big overseas spinners go unsold. Sachin's baby gets picked up, as does Sachin Baby. Those are the headlines from the mini auction for this 14th edition of the IPL. But with gavels hammering, paddles rising, blank spreadsheets being opened by team owners, and money flying in and not in and out and not out of owners' bank accounts. The main headline for us here on Gorilla Cricket is the non-selection of some big English names. I am Knuckle M. Pandey and I'm joined for this rundown of the unselling of the English by Jack Hope from the Cricket Podcast. Good evening, Knuckle. Uh, it's my first IPL auction, uh, this one, so, so I really enjoyed it. It never leaves you. I live-tweeted <laughs> the whole damn thing for Gorilla Cricket last year. Not possible this time because I was stuck in a shorthand lecture, unbelievably enough. <laughs> it's amazing how the worlds collide. Uh, but, yeah, plenty of money floating around even in this mini auction. Two of the top five IPL bids ever uh, for Chris Morris uh, and for uh, Glenn Maxwell, uh, some big bids uh, as well. KM Gotham going for a hell of a lot of money uh, as well. Uh, the main headline, of course, that will gr- get the headlines is Chris Morris being the most expensive auctioned player of all time. But we will get on to, uh, now to the main talking points. A lot of people, including myself, thought that Alex Hales and Jason Roy and Arthur Rashid would be big money, big name, uh, big draw cards for... IPL franchises, all world-class performers, Jason Roy and other Rashid, key parts of the white ball setup. Alex Hales possibly should be, possibly shouldn't be. Uh, We knew he wouldn't be going to KKR because of Owen Morgan, but we uh, thought he'd be going somewhere. But not a bid, not in any of the accelerated rounds of bidding either. Uh, Jack, uh, firstly, uh, how much of a surprise was it to you that those three didn't go unsold? And why do you think that might have been? 
So let's start with Hales because I wrote an article for Gorilla Cricket about Hales. Um, and in that, I explained why Hales would be picked up. And I went as far as saying which two teams would likely bid for him. Um, which two teams were they? So that, the, the, the my ask were um, Delhi and RCB, um, I think, off the top of my head. Um, obviously, obviously he wasn't picked up, and, and, and that leads to the question, why? I mean, I, I, I think the answer to that is nobody knows, um, if I'm honest. I, I don't think there's really a rational um, process that you could go through to explain why, for instance, Steve Smith was picked up by the Delhi Capitals, uh, and, and, and Alex Hales was left unbid for. Um, based on based on what we knew, the teams needed going into the auction. There, there were there were there were multiple sides uh, and two um, Delhi and RCB who who clearly had an opening batter shaped hole in their lineup and and for the, neither of them to have taken the opportunity to fill it with Alex Hales um, is I think quite astonishing um, and I'd probably go as far as saying someone has done their job badly um, I mean Royal Challengers Bangalore's auction strategy in general has been chaotic um, but but De- Delhi Capitals they're generally quite a well-run team and I, and I think going into this auction they probably had the second best overall squad behind the Mumbai Indians and of course they made the the final last year, so there's some evidence of that there. But it really it looked like they just needed to, to 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 add a little bit more firepower in their batting lineup, and and they'd be right up there with Mumbai Indians. And I, I just not selecting Steve Smith screams that somebody just hasn't done their their due diligence, if you like, in in, in that team's analytics department. Well, we'll come on to the analytics in a second, but you're right. Uh, they did pick up Stephen Smith uh, going for another, I guess, anchor player, another conservative player. And I've been racking my brains to work out how on earth he's going to fit into uh, an 11 that already has a few too many of those uh, types of player. Um, I, I wasn't completely sure that Delhi needed another top order batter. I think it was more of a case of getting the ones they already have uh, to fire. Um, but you could certainly see the logic behind it. RCB have been looking for one for a while. They tried Aaron Finch last year. They ended up with uh, Dave Duck Podical and Josh Philippi at the top of the order, which worked out to some extent. Um, Podical, obviously, a very exciting uh, young player. Josh Philippi, uh, a limited player uh, at this stage of his career. Um, but I, I have this uh, persistent thing about English players setting their base price too high and scaring people off. You look at a lot of players who end up get going for big money and they go in with pretty low base prices. Uh, let's pick out an example uh, from this year. Moises Enriques goes in at one crore, gets 4.2. Uh, let's find out some other uh, some other big examples. Uh, uh, Dan Christian goes in at 75 lakh, comes out at 4.8 crore. Uh, uh, and there's, there's some other examples uh, around around there. Pius Chawla goes in at 50 lakh, 2.4 crore. crore. Uh and there's a few earlier earlier on in the in the auction as as well. Adam Milne goes in at fifty lakh, three point two crore. Uh, now I completely understand why big name players and English players who get a decent amount of money, admittedly Hales doesn't have a contract anymore, but even the white ball contract for for uh, for Roy and Rashid are decently well paid. They're playing an awful lot of cricket this year. I understand that you want to be recompensed for your uh, for your money. Uh, and I can understand that in a mini auction year, you might look at 
three players who don't actually have particularly good IPL records. Other Rashid has somehow never played in an IPL. Hales and Roy have a few times and have never really uh, done a great deal. There was that one year where Jason Roy was one of about five openers at Gujarat Lions uh, and was struggling to make a bit of an impression. Alex Hales has had bits and pieces. I can understand why you might want to be conservative. Uh, but then Alex Hale set his base price at 1.5 crore, which maybe is a little bit high. Then Stephen Smith goes in at two and comes out at 2.2 crore. Uh, I think we'll 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 move to the an- analytics now. I think because it, it strikes me actually that the IPL might be the least analytically focused of any of the major T20 leagues in terms of recruitment. I'd probably disagree with that, but on a on a franchise by franchise basis. Um, I, I think some of the franchises in the IPL are the best in the world and, and some of them um, possibly contend for the worst. Uh, I, if we look at Hales, I, I, I think to understand why I think it's such an aberration that someone didn't pick him up, maybe, it's, maybe it would be good to go back and look at the well, four teams that were probably in the market for a top-order overseas batter. So uh, prior to this auction, uh, the Chennai Super Kings, Delhi Capitals, KKR, uh, Kolkata uh, and Royal Challengers Bangalore all released overseas opening batters. Um, now, from that list, Kolkata Knight Riders captain by Morgan, you can immediately strike them off of the list. There's more chance of you being picked up by Kolkata Knight Riders than, than Alex Hales at the moment, quite frankly. Um, CSK, they only had one overseas spot to fill, so they were probably also unlikely to pick up uh, Hales. But the other two... Uh, by, the way, they, by the way, they didn't... Oh, they ended up going for Moinelli. Uh, they did, game, yes. To get they did. And, and that made some sense given that he's he fills a number of potential holes in the middle order. He's an off-spinner turning the ball uh, turning the ball that way. Can Most of their spinners turn the ball uh, the other way. He's a bit of a triple threat and works very well, assuming that everyone's allowed to play on their home ground, uh, that he works very well in, in, in those conditions in Chennai. Yeah, sure. So back to the two teams. So Delhi Capitals and and RCB, both of them struggled to to, to find an opener or an opening combination that could score um, quickly and maintain that scoring pace uh, should they make it through the power play. And and for both of them to look past Alex Hales in in favour of other options is, from an analytical point of view, just a strategic point of view, um, clueless. Uh, <laughs> recruitment, basically. Uh, yeah. I mean, RCB were also in the running for Stephen Smith, and I, I tweeted out that if you're bidding for Stephen Smith and Glenn Maxwell, um, whatever your plan was was the wrong plan because that that is a rather confused strategy. RCB went big after Maxwell, and I sort of I sort of admire the commitment to the Galactico philosophy of uh, uh, of RCB. Uh, you know, if you can't be good, at least be fun. Uh, and Virat Kohli, A.B. Davilias, and Glenn Maxwell is fun. And to be fair, it does fill a hole to some extent because they found a sort of opening partnership last year and they needed someone after Virat Kohli and A.B. Davilias who could score quickly and could take the pace off, pressure off them a little bit and free them up a bit more. Glenn Maxwell does that. He's an extra seam, uh, spin bowling option, rather. He's a wonderful fielder. Obviously, he's a big name uh, and, and a, big, uh, a big draw. Uh, I think that's a little bit more excusable. Um, let's move on from, from actually in fact before we move on from Alex Hells, you've talked about analytics a few times and I know on your podcast the cricket podcast you had Dan Weston who's one of cricket Twitter's biggest analytics guys we we know some of the numbers with Alex Hales in terms of what he's done in international cricket and what he's done in various franchise leagues including uh, the BBL can you can you give us any any underlying numbers behind behind Alex Hales that might um, either explain why teams might have thought they were cheaper options or actually make the case for his the re, the uh, 
fact of his non-selection even more baffling? Uh, so so I, I think it's, it's actually... Well, well, I mean, let's take a look at his last two years in uh, T20 cricket, or three years. So since 2019, uh, his averages have been 31, 32, and 43, and the the strike rates for the corresponding years have been 141, 152, and 160. Um, So if anything, the guy's trending upwards. Um, The the 10 T20s he's played this year have been in the BBL, which is a lower standard than than the IPL. But, But interestingly, it usually carries with it um, a recency bias. And this is one of the things Dan, Dan was talking about um, with us that he couldn't really explain as well. Normally, if a player does well in the BBL, they not only go to the IPL, but they go to the IPL for more money than that player is actually worth. So I don't think I can really find you any numbers, uh, Knackle, that, 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 that provide a, 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 like a solid reason for why um, you a team would have avoided Alex Hales, other than um, kind of a per- perception, I suppose, um, probably based on his relationship with Owen Morgan that has um, perforated the IPL bubble, as it were. Um, and, and, and led to a kind of groupthink amongst IPL franchises, which uh, has informed their decision not to pick him. I can think of a couple of counters to that. Um, Stephen Smith has played the IPL and is something of a known quantity and might be seen as a safer option, not in terms of his personality, but in terms of at least you know what you're getting with him in the in the conditions and in the in the tournament. And I think there is a there is more conservatism in IPL franchise picks, and it's creeping into Delhi Capitals in particular, which is a bit of a shame, really, because. So the, I think a major part of their the success of their rebranding has been to play a kind of fearless form of cricket with these these young exciting players. Now they seem they're very disjointed at the top order. They've got you know Richard Pont and Shimron Hetmeyer, and to some extent Marcus Stoinis around a an increasingly safe looking batting lineup that looks like it's going to put an awful lot of pressure on Richard Pont. And even Pont fell victim to this last year. Um, his IP, his strike rate in the IPL was considerably lower than it has been in any other year. Hopefully that his recent success or his success since that um, IPL will have given him the confidence to just be his own man, which ultimately will help will help Delhi. Uh, uh, I think the, the mini auction has, call, has caused everyone to be a little bit more uh, conservative this year. I'm... I'm not co- I'm not wholly convinced that the personal issues with Alex Hales make that much of a difference, particularly given it, some of the uh, some of the personality that we do have in 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 this year's IPL um, and 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 Indian cricket in in cricket in general. Um, I'm not sure that Alex. I'm not sure that that plays all that much of a part. That that might be true. Um, in in which case, uh, to address the, the the point on conservatism, that's that's even worse of a decision, um, in my opinion. That's not only I mean, I don't think there's really an argument you can make for conservative selection in in terms of batters in T Twenty cricket. There's just not a mathematical way you can explain to somebody why Steve Smith would be a better choice than Alex Hales, unless you think that Steve Smith's previous average performance in the IPL is somehow 
um, going to mean that the, or versus versus Alex Hale's lack of performance in the IPL or lack of experience in the IPL is somehow going to be a massive differentiator between the two. Um, uh, it, 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 for for Delhi to have made that decision, it, it it's in my mind it just displays a complete ignorance of 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 what it is that you need to be looking for when you select T20 batters. I would tend to agree with that. Uh, I would tend to I would tend to think that they have gone away from what has made them somewhat successful in the last in the last couple of years, uh, and I, w- I would tend to think that it's I would tend to think that it's a it's other formats and other and kind of traditional cricket thinking taking taking too much of a priority uh, when it when it comes to T Twenty selection and possibly just DC just not backing themselves enough, not trusting themselves. Uh, enough, and I think learning the wrong lessons from last year um, in terms I, of. I think that's a great point. I think they came very close to winning, and um, the lesson they uh, seem to have learned is that they needed a bit more star power or um, solidity. What one of the yes, yeah, something intangible, solidity, experience, uh, someone who's good around the boys. Um, to to quote from another uh, cricketing podcast, um, but that really isn't fundamentally what wins your cricket matches uh, i'm afraid daily capitals uh and, and i think what alex hales could have brought might have done yeah indeed we'll move on from from hales i mean he was the big uh the big ticket jason roy another another english opener who might well have been uh a a useful signing for someone um again we talk about those usual characters rcb um csk to some extent um kkr i suppose he could be a direct replacement for tom banton um I think here my my thing about him going in with too high a base price might apply to to crore for a for a player who has actually not had a very good recent run for England and who has never had a significant impact on the IPL. Maybe if he'd gone in with a one crore base base price and let everyone else bid him up, um, he might have been uh, he might have been a better option. So I'd say there's probably two things on Roy. Um, one, I think it's a great point about the, the base price and, and the sort of lack of experience. Everything that you've just said is one of the flags that I would have if I were, were at one of the auction tables. The second is there's probably still a little bit of doubt around his ability against spin. Um, and selecting a guy uh, who who has uh, maybe a, a reasonably well-known um, weakness in that area for the IPL is probably not uh, that wise a move. Um, I, I, I think it, I, um, I, I think Roy would have been a better choice than Smith, but in my um, rankings of uh, IPL, IPL auction players, Roy would have been some way below Hales. I think so. I think this is more. It's sort of more understandable that a team wouldn't pick him up at, uh, at a two crore. Um, base price because you yeah you have that combination of a lack of experience with uh questionable recent results uh and maybe question marks around on, on that spin point as well yeah if you're looking at pace dominant pitches um mumbai didn't need him uh frankly they've already got chris lynn as a backup opener they let evan lewis go because they weren't getting getting enough game time out of him and uh kkr they've gone another way with, with kkr in fact kkr didn't really they were the shakib al hassan is really their only major pickup at, at this year's uh, IPL auction. They already have too many players at the top of the order. Potentially, it's very hard to work out what KKR's uh, top order is going to be. I move on to someone who, in theory, has all of the attributes to be a world-class IPL performer, Adil Rashid. But we've seen this year, Adil Rashid didn't get picked up. Mujib didn't get picked up until the later accelerated bidding round. Sandeep Lamichane 
didn't get picked up, who has had a good some good IPL performances for the Delhi Capitals. We saw him barely get any game time at all uh, in the UAE last year, which is even more spin-friendly than uh, than the Ferocia Kotla, uh, as was in Delhi, if you can believe it. Um, again, I think the base price might be a factor. I wonder if the shoulder is a factor. And I think uh, also on, on the base price, I think there is an element of the these two players are setting these high base prices because is an element of if we're going to spend this extra time playing cricket, we want to be well recompensed for it, which you can understand. But you wonder if, given how keen England are, quite rightly, I think, to get their main players playing in the IPL, they might have said, do you want to just drop it a little bit and see what happens? Yeah, I I think it's a real shame for the the tournament in general that we won't see Adil Rashid Um playing in the IPL and, and I think again you're on to I think you, you basically you've touched on the on the on, on the the reason that England players have set their base price so high there uh base price so high there and and that is um that they th- there's less financial requirement for them to be in the IPL than there is for most other nations um Adil Rashid I think he probably is unlucky in that there are a boatload of very good Indian spinners um, who are available for not that much money uh, and don't take up one of your overseas slots. Um, I think the other possible problem for Adil Rashid this year is that in this particular mini auction, um, the the requirement that many of the teams had was was pace bowling. Um, and that, I mean, we saw that at some of the crazy auction prices, to be honest. Um, but that's where their attention was. And with a limited, without even their full eight overseas slots to fill, that left like very few or very little room for, for one of them to take a, a punt. And it probably would have been a punt, to be honest, uh, on Adil Rashid, who hasn't played in the IPL um, and may not get into the side anyway because of the competition with the, the local talent. Um, uh, maybe a slightly clunky, but possibly illustrative um, case study here would be Imran Tahir last year uh, at CSK, probably their best spinner uh, in the in the CSK team. But he found himself behind Piers Chawla, uh, and obviously Ravi Jadeja uh, in terms of players who, who who CSK actually wanted to pick because they needed to use those overseas slots elsewhere. Yeah, Imran Tahir barely played um, and, until the last few games of the season. I think it was in the second last or last game of the group stage that he finally took his first wicket, um, this having been leading wicket-taker the year before. Uh, and that, mm-hmm. again, in, in the UAE, um, even more spin-friendly than Chepok uh, uh, in terms of the number of spinners you will you will need. Yeah, it's unfortunate the timing of uh, for, for Adil Rashid. You know, had this been a mega auction uh, and everyone everyone's kind of back in, Maybe teams start looking at the performances of their overseas spinners and and think, right, we might we might want to take the punt on uh, the punt, the very well backed up statistical punt on other regimes, <laughs> given his numbers in in white ball international cricket in uh, in in recent years. He doesn't have a great deal of T Twenty franchise experience anywhere, really. Uh, in in re- certainly not uh, recent and worth talking about from that from that point of view. Um, but, so I think this was. This was more understandable, you know. Again, it took you know Mujib, who has had success in the IPL, didn't play much at Kings Eleven last year because of their weird overseas balance. Sorry, Punjab Kings, uh, <laughs> and uh, and eventually got picked up again uh, to make Sunrisers Hyderabad even more Afghan. Sandeep Lamichane, who I, I've I've 
been uh, uh, I was at a Delhi Capitals game when he was uh, in Delhi when he was playing, and he's a superstar in in Delhi. There's a big Nepali population in in northern India, uh, and he's almost like a local boy. But he falls into that weird category of almost being like a local boy, but not. See, because he takes up the overseas slot, it's hard to justify, right? Um, so again, you can see you can see that one um, a little bit more a little bit more logically. Um, and you talked about some of the. Um, we'll move on as we come to the end of this uh, this little reaction pod for some of the players who did get picked up. Some of the English players who did get uh, did get picked up. Uh, so Darwin Milan got himself his first uh, IPL gig. Um, again, probably a beneficiary of going in a little bit cheaper. Yeah, I think so. I, I was actually a little bit surprised that he ended up at Punjab Kings. Uh, I, I thought he'd be they'd be one of the the teams that that didn't necessarily suit um, the skills he brings to the table. But I, I think it's I think it's good to see that he was selected from a, from an England fans' perspective. Um, I, I don't know how much game time he'll get though. Uh, what do you no, think? I mean, uh, Punjab aren't short of top order batters. Um, frankly, I mean, they're, although I, he does quite balance, he he would balance out quite well because the, the problem they had last year was that, that Mayan Kagarwal and KL Rahul would get them off to a brilliant start in the power play and then they just sort of stop which is why they had to bring in Chris Gale uh, a little bit obviously Maxwell's performance didn't really help but Milan is com- the complete opposite you know the classic thing of him being 10 ball 10 off 10 balls or or whatever 20 off 20 balls and then scoring a, a 60 ball or 70 ball 100 so that actually could balance him quite well if they can fit him in with Poor and, and with Gale and with all of the fast bowlers they bought this year. Uh, uh, who's the they got? Uh, um, well, Jai Richardson. Jai, um, Jai, Jai, Jai Richardson, Richardson and yeah. Riley Meredith. Yeah, I mean, I think Jai Richardson might be one of the, the signings of this auction. Um, to, to quote Dan Weston, a classic two and two bowler, which is basically a guy who can bowl two overs in the power play at the beginning and two death o- overs. Uh, and he can bat a bit. Um, tipped by Dan to be the most expensive player. So I think he'll definitely play. Um, Puram will definitely play. And then probably Gale and either Jordan or Meredith as the, the extra bowler, so, which, which might squeeze Milan out of that. Their, their, their opening day starting 11 anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, uh, venues and uh, and fixture lists notwithstanding. Maureen Ali, we just talked about at, at Chennai, which seems to work out quite well um for them uh looking at the other english uh, other english players who might who got picked up tom curran getting picked up was a little bit of a surprise yeah again I, by delhi I, i'm not really sold on the on, on tom curran to be honest and I'm, I'm not really sure what delhi needed him for they i i don't really understand why delhi would trade away daniel sams and then buy tom curran um, for more hopefully money. it works. For more, for more yeah, money. exactly. Um, hopefully it works out for Delhi and, and Tom Curran. Um, it's always good to see English players do well in the IPL, uh, but that that one's a bit puzzling to me. Yeah, again, I've been looking at Delhi's lineup and trying to already trying to work out. You know, there's a possibility, there's a fair possibility that Shimmer and Hetmeyer doesn't play very many games for them this year. They might only be able to play one very often, Anrich Nokia and Kahisa Rabada, who were absolutely stunning for them last year. Tom Curran had a bad IPL in 2020. Uh, he's been neither economical nor a wicket-taker for England in the last few years. A player with a massive ceiling in terms of his hitting ability, in terms of his uh, ability to bowl various types of slower balls. He can hit those Yorkers really well at the death. But it's he's going through his first career slump. Um, and you're right, against if you want a squad player, it seems like an odd 
odd choice of uh, an odd choice of squad player. I do wonder actually with Stephen Smith, uh, going back to that, whether Delhi went in for him cheap, thinking someone else might come in. Well, RCB did go in, didn't they? Maybe they thought they'd they pull a fast one on RCB and get them to spend a lot of money on. Um, well, I don't I don't want to describe Steve Smith as, as useless, but on a, on probably an anchor, on an anchor player who doesn't really fit the profile of what a lot of yeah. teams need right now. A much more polite way of putting what I was thinking in my head. Yeah. Yeah, again, you know, Stephen Smith is not an elite T20 player. Uh, we, can, hmm. we can certainly say that. Uh, Rajasthan Royals uh, invoking the United Cup principle and releasing and buying back Liam Livingston. Hard to see him getting a game, really. No, but I do think he'll be a good backup. Um, I, I think they've they've got rid of Steve Smith and they brought in Liam Livingston, who's really not that much of a downgrade on Steve Smith uh, and also doesn't come with the kind of requirement to play every match. Um, so, so does if if Stokes say goes down injured, would it be the end of the world if Liam Livingston stepped in instead? Yeah, I mean, previously he's ended up stepping in when RC when Rajasthan lose all of their players uh, towards the end of the uh, towards the end of the tournament. That might not happen this year because we've already we've heard today that England might uh, keep some of their players on uh, who are in the final stages of the IPL uh, for the uh, rather than playing the New Zealand series. Not sure whether Rajasthan will be troubling, troubling the playoffs, so it might be irrelevant. Uh, and the uh, final one to talk about is uh, uh, is Sam Billings uh, again uh, at Delhi, who are becoming very very English. This one could actually work again if they can find a way in f- for him to play, and I'm not really sure how they do that. Yeah, I don't hate this. Again, I think he'll pro- he'll probably start as a backup, but he has looked better and better in white ball cricket. Uh, over the last couple of years, uh, did you see his tweet about his girlfriend? I did see that. Yeah, for those of you who uh, who aren't quite uh, uh, keeping up with that, he tweeted uh, they were he and his girlfriend were watching the IPL auction, and he tweeted that his girlfriend turned to him and said, "Why aren't you a bowler?" <laughs> um, well, he got he got a gig in the end, so I'm sure he'll be happy with that. Um, I, I I think for Delhi, that's probably the the one area they've upgraded. I think Billings is a better um, wicketkeeper batter than uh, Alex Carey, who they had last year. Um, and I would expect to see him in a game or two over the tournament. I mean, there are some question marks around players like Shimmer and Hetmeyer and whether he'll play, uh, Steve Smith, whether he'll play. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't rule out Billings having a little bit of a role, but I, I think it will be a role rather than a starring, um, well, role. <laughs> Yeah, indeed. Um, the, the role player is an interesting one in 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 franchise building. A role player means kind of a utility player in football, someone who can kind of slot in at various different positions, which is sort of what he is for for England. But he did have something of a breakthrough summer in in twenty twenty, or another breakthrough summer. Uh, and it, unlike some of the other players we've talked about, Roy and to a lesser extent Hales is a very good player of spin, has the array of of uh, sweeps and reverse sweeps that makes even Joe Root look limited uh relatively speaking um a couple of players who didn't get picked up uh this year reese topley uh didn't get picked up despite going in uh quite cheap uh which might have been a reasonable pickup for somebody if you were looking again for a two and two uh bowler big tall man obviously very injury prone but uh potentially very useful uh to to someone and a few players obviously didn't enter the uh ipl this year uh joe root gary gurney didn't enter the ipl this year tom banton uh didn't either uh i think that's it as far as the english the english roundup uh is 
uh, is uh, done. A couple of the other big ones, Kyle Jamieson, who we've talked about, RCB breaking the bank for Kyle Jamieson. Uh, possibly so Virat Kohli doesn't have to face him. Uh, <laughs> I think there was an awful lot of... Uh, he he uh, he is terrifying, and you can understand why he terrified people. He's sort of the cricketing equivalent of Erling Kroth Holland, uh, in that you look yes. at him and think, Jesus Christ, I don't want to face him. Get him on my team. Uh, KM Gotham going for a huge amount of money uh, to the Chennai Super Kings. Uh, Adam Milne becoming uh, yet another uh, antipode and pace bowler to grace the ranks of the Mumbai Indians. They, again, just sort of buy bits around the edges and make them uh, work. And Shakib Al-Hassan back in the uh, back in the IPL. But uh, Jack will close off by thinking, uh, who's done the best bit of business and who would you back to win this year's tournament? Right. Well, I'll start with who I'd back to win the tournament because it hasn't changed from uh, who I'd back to win the last tournament. That's Mumbai Indians. I think they've got the best team. I don't think they really needed to do much at this auction to maintain their dominance. Uh, and, and what they have done is sort of recruit some backups to um, the, the best team. Um, I think the team that will improve the most based on who they picked up is probably the Rajasthan Royals. Um, they spent an awful lot of money on Chris Morris. Um, but if he plays all 14 games, and I, I think there's a, there's, a, there's a bit of an if around that one, um, I think he fills two really glaring holes or big, big, big holes in their, in their um, well, lineup uh, in that he can bowl death overs, which they massively struggled with. I think they were the worst death, death, death bowling team in the tournament, despite having Joffre Archer last year. Uh, and he can provide a little bit of power uh, in that kind of seven, eight area, um, where, which, which they, I mean, let's be honest, they desperately needed um, as well. So I, I think just him coming in should, should turn them into playoff contenders from, from the team that finished last um, in 2020. Yes, indeed. Albeit the table was incredibly congested. Um, I was, I was, Mildly surprised, actually, that, uh, that Rajasthan didn't go full Galactico and go for Maxwell uh, as well, because that would be a very them thing to do. They used to be the Moneyball team. Uh, now they just throw the money at uh, uh, the wall and see what sticks. Um, I think that in terms of the in terms of uh, who's going to win the tournament, again, I don't think I agree with you. I don't think anyone's strengthened enough, obviously, to to not Mumbai off their perch. Um, it's usually a good sign when you're doing a mini auction and not a lot changes. Uh, I think in terms of an IPL. Uh, team in terms of the biggest improvements actually i think it might be punjab um i think uh they were they were if not as bad possibly even worse than uh, than rajasthan last year at the death uh they were quite good in the power play bowling one with shami and sheldon cottrell who they released did quite well for them in the in the power play but it all fell apart completely at the death repeatedly and they've got in riley meredith they've got in jai richardson uh who was an obvious one uh, who was kind of everyone's top pick, really, or nearly everyone's top pick, and they ended up getting him by uh, uh, by uh, by blowing the bank. Um, um, Moises Enriques and Fabian Allen provide sort of good all-rounder cover. Again, if they want to shift up the balance, I think they've got uh, a quite decent balance. And I think Punjab could sneak into the into that playoff uh, into that final playoff slot and uh, and maybe do some damage um, just so they can keep the momentum up during through the tournament, which they've struggled with. But I think we both think that Mumbai Indians. Uh, look, uh, look too strong to yeah. Beat. Punjab, Punjab would have been my second um, choice in in terms of improvements. Uh, the, the the one thing being that if Glenn Maxwell was the player we think he is instead of the Glenn Maxwell from twenty twenty, letting him go is questionable. 
I can sort of understand it. It's quite hard to justify that amount of money on someone who did so badly. But then again, it is Glenn Maxwell. Um, <laughs> so, mm, uh, question yeah, the player sides. they needed last. The player they needed last year was Glenn Maxwell. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. And the final point is that uh, we're yet again in a position where uh, we find players needing two of the player they've already got. Delhi need two Marcus Stornises. Rajasthan, again, need two Joss Butlers. Uh, but that wraps it up for our little wrap-up of why the English went unsold at this year's IPL auction. Tune in for uh, as much coverage as we can give it on Gorilla Cricket whenever it starts. And, of course, tune in uh, from next week for ball-by-ball uh, -ball coverage of the third England versus India test uh, from the Modi Dome in Ahmedabad under lights with 55,000 uh, in uh, uh, but until then, uh, from uh, Jack Hope, it's goodbye. Cheerio. And from me, Knuckle Pandey, and everyone here at Gorilla Cricket, it's goodbye. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.